Yo. Check one, check two. Check one, check two. Rob U Sports Season 5. 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 Season Live. Kick off, press play, and rewind. Film session commentary. Game picks and spook the scary. Like scoop and score and vary. Known for splash plays. Kick nicks like pick six. Pick four, a quick pick. Hit quick like quick kick. Chopstick, a chapstick. I rap this to rep it. A gift you unwrap it. Like new Easter baskets when kids get ecstatic. NFL 2022. Are you ready for some? Rob U. Are you ready for some? Rob you. Rob you sports. Welcome back to the Rob you sports stew show. 2022-2022. Welcome back to the Rob you sports stew show, the Rob you podcast. For everybody looking for the upcoming season, we're going to get into that. And we're also going to take it back to the top stories, the top news stories going into the 2022 NFL season. And it's been a lot going on, a lot of scandal, a lot of staining and besmirching of the shield. And how is Goodell handling the discipline? For not only players, but also for some of these crooked owners out here. And you know they shall not remain anonymous. <laughs> but I want to welcome you back to the Rob U Sports Stew Show 2022 Season 5. For the 2022 NFL season, we're going to take a look at Week 1 picks. And also go over some of the top news stories coming in for the kickoff season. First top of the list has to be Deshaun Watson. So much going on in this situation with so many allegations and cases and civil cases. And even the Texans ended up settling 30 of those cases. Saying that maybe they did help him in some of this by people maybe giving him non-disclosure agreements and things of that nature for him to have the massage therapist sign. But it definitely was a very messy situation. I think he didn't do himself any favors by trying to proclaim his innocence or by trying to make it seem as if he did nothing wrong in these situations because even when they came out with a statement supposedly from him, it did not seem to be genuine or from him. So how can you say he really meant what he said when you don't know That's not how he feels, obviously, because they're saying one thing on the press release and then he's saying something else. But the truth of the matter is for the Deshaun Watson situation. Obviously, some things occurred that should not have occurred. And he obviously was a little loosey-goosey with it. He also was probably definitely involved in some behavior that's unbecoming of a professional athlete, somebody like that statue or any man in general for just seeking out massage therapy or masseuses as if you was trying to just basically go on a date or find someone to have sex with type thing 
And you know, when you have that kind of power and money, of course, sometimes you may feel untouchable. But the thing was, maybe the Texans was keeping a lot of this under wraps for him. But once he decided he wanted to be traded or he started to make some noise, they said, well, we're going to let the cat out the bag, so to speak, and really expose you for who you are and what you've been doing here and what we've been protecting you from. Because it just would have been very odd or very strange to have that many women just come out of the blue and say something that you did something wrong when you actually did nothing. It was just kind of overwhelming the number of women and also his attitude toward it. Especially when he could have came out earlier and apologized and tried to make a statement or something to try to lessen the blow. But it really ended up making the Cleveland Browns city and organization kind of look bad because, you know, a lot of the different owners and teams are saying, well, y'all gave him the biggest contract in NFL history after what he did. And the owner saying, well, he, what were we supposed to do? Not let him play again? He's not supposed to get another chance. He can't be forgiven. Of course, they want to win. And, of course, they definitely want to capitalize and exploit and monopolize the potential earnings they can make just for having him on the roster or any future playoff or championship success. But at what cost is what a lot of people would ask. And, you know, in football, some people have more of a moral compass or some people give more leeway to star athletes and those athletes who can really be marquee names and players and make a lot of good things happen for their team. So far in the preseason, maybe he was not as impressive as he was when he had his top NFL form, but of course he is a little rusty of live action and he also probably has other things on his mind too as he's tried to even focus on the game. So... It was interesting to see how the league did not let the six-game suspension go from the judge who was appointed this case when the league was the one who came up with this process and put this person in position to make this decision. But once the case came out and people saw how light the sentence was, the NFL had no choice. Once they heard people complaining about it, they had to say, well, we got to do something because this doesn't look good. We can't, we can't go out like this. They really wanted to give him a season, but I guess his lawyers and whoever were able to negotiate for him. $5 million fine, 11 games, and the game he comes back is against the Texans. So, you know, they're, they're definitely going to hype that game up. Uh, will he start? Will he be ready? Will he be ready to go? How will the opposing teams, fans, jeer him and boo him and patronize him and try to get him out of his game just off of his own reputation and things that he's done outside of the game well we'll see and it's something he's gonna have to deal with crowd noise the heckling people may put rude or obnoxious or nasty things on those signs they hold up at the game or something who knows they may have to crack down on just play just fans tormenting him if it gets that bad because he's definitely not going to receive a warm welcome in a lot of these opposing stadiums. Maybe in Houston, we'll see. <laughs> Who knows? But other news, Broncos sell for $4 million. Robert Walton, heir of the Walton family of owners of Walmart. And also with this deal, John Elway lost the chance to capitalize off 
maybe earning three-fourths of a, a billion if he would have taken stock and team ownership like the owners tried to give him one time when he was re-signing for, for a new contract and instead of some some of the millions, they were going to give him ownership in the team and he would have profited off of the sale, but he didn't he didn't want to accept the ownership of the team at that time. He wanted a higher salary contract. So Elway could have probably made like maybe three quarters of a of a of a million of a billion off this supposedly but you know there's a lot of the nfl been hush hush on that but if you look up your research you'll see it <laughs> and also with this deal they're bringing in one of the first black owners of the nfl condoleezza rice formerly of the bush cabinet campaign so condoleezza rice becoming one of the first African Americans to own part of a NFL franchise, and also there's the first black female president of the Las Vegas Raiders, and her name is Sandra Douglas Morgan. So definitely some progress being made in equality and black women making strides in the NFL, and people being promoted and getting nice positions that they work hard for and deserve. And these franchises are showing they're not afraid to hire black women, but they know they still need to hire some more black coaches. But we'll see how things transpire. In other news, Dan Snyder finally made time on his busy schedule, even though the Washington Commanders are in Washington, <laughs> to meet and testify with Congress. But, however... It was it was on. Supposedly, he made his he's made good efforts to avoid them, and had various excuses and reasons not to testify about his toxic workplace with the former Washington Redskins, now Washington Commanders. But he did he did agree to testify, but not under oath. He did testify under oath, but not under power of subpoena and that allowed him to choose which questions he would answer so he knew a little trick to get what he wanted in the end of you can ask me these questions i'm not going to answer anything else so it was a long testimony from eight to six something like that but they should have probably televised that or people probably wouldn't want to see that or maybe they did televise it <laughs> but i didn't see that one in other news, a lot of lawsuits coming against the NFL with Gruden suing the league for leaking his email where he said some discouraging things about black people. Former coach of the Dolphins suing the league for racial discrimination with his hiring process. When Belichick exposed to him, he wasn't going to be hired for the Giants. And also the way things went down with the owner basically offering him money to lose games and alleged allegations of tanking and trying to get him to meet with Tom Brady over the years. But another lawsuit coming against the NFL is going to be Junior Gallette, former defensive player in the league, saying he's been blackballed like Colin Kaepernick. And supposedly he made a statement many, a few, many years ago, a few years ago, about not playing for a slave deal and pay discrimination as he felt one of his teammates was being lowballed. And after that, 
he could not get signed by a franchise. So he feels like the owners blackball him in a similar way as Colin Kaepernick. And we'll see how this lawsuit proceeds with the NFL, along with the other lingering legal issues of Gruden and Flores. And also, other news, primetime Deion Sanders goes off on the Hall of Fame and says something not right. They're letting too many people in who may not be deserving or may not have been the highest caliber player in their era or their day. And looking at some of the recent people who've been inducted in the Hall of Fame, I would agree maybe they should start allowing less people to come in per year and don't have to see how many people they can get in every year. So there are, of course, some players with great stats who don't get that love and that admiration from the media, the press, because maybe they weren't the easiest person to talk to or they didn't want to spill the tea or give you the exclusive. But we know the media likes to play favorites, especially with something like this. And how are they going to decide who could be in the Hall of Fame when you have players who have great stats, great reputations, known to be dominant at their position in the league, but they're still not in the Hall of Fame. So it just goes to show you. And then other news. The former wide receiver Demarius Thomas was revealed to have CTE after having his brain given to science. But unfortunately, they're still saying that symptoms of CTE is not very known or uh, people don't know what to expect. But just based off some of the interviews and stories I heard about CTE and different athletes and what they say they go through and what some of the people might have said around some of these players before they passed or committed suicide, some of the symptoms I believe of CTE, and I'm not a doctor, but there are severe mood swings, anger, headaches, memory loss, suicidal thoughts, also a loss of clear thought, isolation, or, or mental mental regression or mental deterioration. So that's just some of the things I, I feel just off of different things I watched and different interviews I heard of NFL players who had CTE. But for them to say they, they don't know the symptoms of CTE, I would think anyone that had a large number or, you know, consistent concussions or consistent brain or head trauma, I think they would be somebody who's probably a candidate for CTE. And that just goes, uh, just somebody who's been watching the game and how, watching how they change their narrative on concussions and people being knocked out when once upon a time in the NFL, they really promoted hard hits, helmet to helmet contact, and people being knocked out or injured by an aggressive defender. Some defenders would even go that extra mile and try to injure an opposing player just to be dirty, or just to get rid of them for the game. And then there was the year that the Saints got caught with the Bounty Gate scandal with the defensive coordinator, Greg Williams. And they basically were saying they were paying players if they could have injured star players like they injured Brett Favre. And he, it, was, it was a mess. It was nasty, but... I think now the league is taking more of a approach of they don't want to be known for CTE and head trauma and they want to try to prevent the concussions even though they know a lot, a lot of concussions are going to happen and some just may be more minor or major than others so we'll see how things progress as the 
NFL continues to try to find ways to minimize the CTE on players. And also, some of the best roster additions coming into the season. The wide receiver from Green Bay, Adams going to the Raiders. Tyreek Hill going to the Dolphins. Hollywood Brown going to Arizona. And also, A.J. Brown going to Philly. So, got a lot of... A lot of receivers on the move and how will they end up blending in and meshing with the team already in place and how will these key acquisitions at receiver and other positions help these teams win and speaking of win how will Russell Wilson now in Denver Broncos progress this season as a more seasoned veteran now taking the helm of a team poised for success solid defense in place Nice young receivers, nice nice running game, nice balance. So, how are the Broncos projected for the 2022 season? When they're in that tough division, you got Kansas City Chiefs, you got Chargers, you got Raiders. So, it's, it's rough out there. <laughs> but we're going to see how Russell Wilson does in his first season with the Denver Broncos. And depending on depending on how things progress, they could end up being one of the NFL Super Bowl contenders as the season progresses. So we'll see. And speaking of we'll see, how will Joe Burrow react in his second or third season as the starting quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals now coming off of the Super Bowl? So what can we expect from these young and hungry Cincinnati Bengals? Joe Burrow taking the helm, dealing with some a few nagging injuries, maybe some minor surgery. So what can we expect from the Bengals this year? And also, what can we expect from Baker Mayfield, now Carolina Panther QB number one? The coach was holding off the announcement as if... <laughs> As if Baker Mayfield wasn't going to start. I guess he didn't want Baker to get the big head, but even though he had the hot hand. <laughs> but people know Baker carries that kind of confidence and that kind of moxie and energy that I think the players will probably gravitate more toward him maybe than Sam Darnold, especially Baker having the experience of having some kind of success and having some nice weapons around him. But maybe he wasn't able to mesh well with OBJ. But even if the Browns, they had, they had a great running game as well. Which the Panthers have a nice solid running game as well too. So it goes hand in hand. But we'll see how Baker Mayfield does with the Panthers. Now that he's officially been announced quarterback number one. And before Robbie Anderson was saying he didn't want Baker Mayfield to come. Or he was backing up Sam Darnold. But I think now... That they've got both of them in there, and they can see the difference. I think they probably would. Players would definitely agree with going with Baker Mayfield, just off of maybe the way he brings energy to the team, maybe this confidence he exudes, the way he takes control of the offense, uh, maybe the way he can get the ball down the field and get the ball out. So it's something that Sam Donald will have some nice training, and if he has the opportunity against call, he has to come in and show and prove and do what he can do. But I believe he's recently injured in a preseason game, so we'll see. So it's going to be definitely Baker Mayfield for definitely the first half of the Carolina Panthers season, unless something happens. 
And speaking of something happening, nothing is happening with A.B. Antonio Brown, once one of the greatest receivers in the league, now going through different hurdles and obstacles, which he probably will never return or won't be allowed to come back to the league. I think that eventually the owners will probably try to blackball him if he already hasn't been, which he probably has been. But he did not go for the surgery he needed for this season. And last week he was seen or saying he wanted Jerry Jones to give him a call or sign him or something. It's like, it don't work like that, bro. <laughs> the last time people seen you, you was on the field taking off your shoulder pads and throwing your stuff out off the field and walking off the shirt, walking off the field with no shirt. And now you can't come back to the owners like, give me some millions and I'm reliable. I'm going to be a good, you know what, good guy. It don't work like that. And I think now the owners realize they can't give him that kind of money. They can't give him nothing guaranteed. And he has shown that he, he sometimes, most of the time, he's not going to fit in with a lot of these franchises for the long term. He'll eventually lash out or turn against the same people who try to give him a helping hand, especially in the case of Tom Brady. But who knows what other things they had going on behind the scenes with Brady and his trainer and A.B. But definitely think the league has washed his hands of A.B. And they will definitely probably not give him another opportunity. Definitely nothing guaranteed. And... I don't think it will happen because he's not even really ready to play right now, especially with needing surgery. So we'll see, but I don't know what's going on with AB. I don't know if he ever will come back to the leagues. A B O U T. Speaking of O U T, back in early, I don't know, a few months ago, we began to hear things about Colin Kaepernick and would he make a make a prominent return to the NFL. And then, eventually, things started to fizzle out, and then it just went completely flat. Now, along the way, Kaepernick did try out with the Las Vegas Raiders, but there's been no film released on it. And what we heard from former NFL player Warren Sapp, who may have ties or definitely has ties with the Raiders as a former player, the workout did not go well. But that's hearsay. We weren't. I wasn't there. Warren Sapp wasn't there. But he knows people who was there. So maybe, the, maybe the workout with Colin Kaepernick didn't go that well. But who's to say? And maybe it's just the end of the line because the owners didn't want to offend fans or make him out more, even to be a martyr more, especially after accepting the settlement and taking the money and saying, well. They did blackball me, and I know they blackball me, but I'm gonna accept this money. But then that's that at that point, a lot of the NFL owners definitely was like, "Well, since he's taking his money, admit we'll never assign him again. We'll never deal with him again because he proved that we was blackballing him. So now we definitely gonna blackball him." And then he made different comeback efforts, but the comeback efforts of Kaepernick. I think some was too little too late and some was I think it just in some ways it was kind of like more promo or more I won't say for show but he has to show that dedication if you actually really did want to come back and it could have been years ago and didn't have to be the NFL and you may have different opportunities where you could show 
NFL coaches and scouts and GMs and owners that you still had the great talent that you had back in the day. I think now so much time has passed and it became more of him as a civil rights activist and less of him as a quarterback. And then they already have put him in that box as a you know dual threat quarterback, a i.e. black quarterback, i.e. running quarterback. So they never was going to look at him as a pocket passer anyway, even though he had a great arm. But they wouldn't have put him in that kind of offense anyway because they want to try to use him to the best of his ability. So Kaepernick that was another one that I feel that the owners in the league would just basically turn against these players and just make certain players out to be the poster boy of when, when they do this, don't mess with them, don't sign them, don't sign them, no matter what. Even if he's good, don't sign them. We could let some of the stuff slide. After that, don't sign them. We just turned against him. We're not giving him any more millions. And they try to, I guess, after that, that's when they try to, that's when they try to, uh, veteran minimum you, <laughs> veteran minimum you to death, I guess, after that. They all put the word out, like, well, if he wants a deal, give him the veteran, veteran minimum. Veteran mineral. <laughs> veteran minimum. If he wants a deal, give him the veteran minimum. So, Definitely believe these 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 owners can come together on these on these um they can come together on these owners meetings or on their own time and they can put out that energy on that information on players like don't mess with him. Definitely believe that. So another news: Will Pete Carroll show Russ T? Will he show Russ Wilson or will he show Rust on the offense and on the defense? Pete Carroll has been known as more of a defensive coach with solid running game, but now he has nice receivers. Running backs usually get injured in the system. And how would the Seahawks defense be this season? So he's moving on from Russell Wilson, but is he ready with Geno Smith? And is he ready for the backup? We'll see. So how would things go with the Seattle Seahawks this year? We'll find out. And will Will Fields get more comfortable and explosive in the Chicago offense had a receiver go down the new acquisition to kill Harry from the Patriots get injured in training camp. So we'll see how things work out in shot time. And then Brian Erlacher was lacking common sense when he tried to say a lot of the former black NFL players was lying about their mental mental debilitation from concussions and CTE and they were just out for money. And he said that as a linebacker all the hits I know he took. How can he say that when he probably has some symptoms that he don't want to talk about. So, you know, people say all kind of things, but I don't think anybody would lie about having concussion symptoms just to get some money from the NFL when they definitely put themselves in position every play to at least butt heads with somebody or hit somebody's body part. So who's to know? But I think Erlach was out of line for that one. But the top NFL contenders, in my opinion, NFC, Rams, Bucks, Saints, Eagles, 49ers, Cardinals, Panthers, Bears, and the Commanders might do a little something. Also, AFC, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Kansas City, Chargers, Bills, Miami, Lurkers, the Browns, Howell, 
Deshaun Watson be on his comeback? What will the quarterback in room do without Watson? And also, Raiders, Panthers, Colts. How would the Colts be now with Matty Ice from the Falcons? What would the Patriots be like now with Mac Jones with year of experience on his belt? So we'll see how everything turns out this season. It's going to be interesting, as it always is. It's just looking past some of the nonsense and BS and the the lack of any kind of real structure with certain things in the NFL that goes on. Like, you know, the, the tampering, like the Dolphins, they get punished for the tampering, <laughs> but they don't get punished for the tanking. <laughs> so they have a fine and so draw some draft picks because the owner kept bringing around Tom Brady and Sean Payton to get them to be the, the new face of the Dolphins. But nothing for the tanking, even though Flores has evidence he was tanking in. It's, it's crazy. But you can never don't want to talk about that. <laughs> but that's the league for you, you know? I guess for Gadell's position is he has to protect the owners from themselves. <laughs> he has to protect Dan Snyder from Dan Snyder. <laughs> But no, other NFL news. Will Sean Payton pick? Who will Sean Payton pick as he sits out this season as an NFL analyst? And we'll put aside the Rooney rule because we know the Dolphins and the Cowboys both want Sean Payton. And who will Sean Payton go to? Maybe the pay, maybe the Dolphins will give him a piece of the Dolphins franchise to come and be the coach slash GM. Who knows? So will he end up with... Jerry in Jerry's world. Well, well, Peyton want too much control and Jerry wouldn't go for it. Who knows? We'll see. And in week one, coming up, my Pharaoh Knicks picks for week one NFL. Week one, 2022. So keep it locked. And welcome back to the Rob U Sports 2 show. NFL 2022, week one. Let's take a look at the games. Thursday night. September 8th, Buffalo at Los Angeles Rams. Los Angeles Rams defending champions coming off that Super Bowl victory over the Cincinnati Bengals. Buffalo Bills now acquiring some key personnel on defense, such as Von Miller. But I think in this game, what it's going to come down to is the scrambling ability of the Buffalo Bills quarterback, Allen. And he'll, I think he may be able to try to escape some sacks. And also, if he doesn't force the ball toward Jalen Ramsey, they have a better chance of winning. But he'll definitely be a big part of their running game, scrambling for yards and busted plays and trying to get some things downfield as well. So I'm going to go Buffalo 24, Rams 20, but this will be a good game. Sunday, September 11th. Baltimore at New York Jets. Once again, with the Jets, you don't really know what they expect, but you probably expect them make they probably might lose a few games, and by a few I mean more than a few. But you never know; they might surprise some people this year. But with the Baltimore Ravens, they have a history of their running style offense with Lamar Jackson, the running backs, also the passes to the tight ends, play action, misdirection, so. The offense is kind of laid out. How much has 
the new contract speculation affected the team going in. And with Lamar hesitant to sign a long-term deal and willing to play this year as his final year in the contract. Or maybe he's looking to try to top what Deshaun Watson did with his contract. But maybe he wants something in that ballpark or something guaranteed, and that's the hold-up. But in this situation with Baltimore going against the New York Jets, I believe that that Baltimore offense run heavy, pass the tight ends here and there. Also, a solid defense will defeat the Jets with a final score Baltimore 27, New York Jets 13. Cleveland at Carolina. This will be the revenge game for Baker Mayfield or maybe some of his teammates to try to settle the score and see who who was the team. Was it was it Baker or was it the Browns? But one thing about the Browns, they have a nice, solid running game with Kareem Hunt and also with Chubb. And what they can do is take a lot of pressure off the quarterback and also get nice chunks of yards without risking interceptions. So that's definitely going to come in handy with Jacoby Brissett taking the helm until Deshaun Washington is eligible to return and play. Well, how will Baker Mayfield fare with that Carolina offense against that Cleveland defense who has some heavy hitters, stout D-line, nice ends, nice interior. And in this game, I think it's going to be a grinded-out game. I think these teams both have nice, solid defenses. They both have nice, solid running games. I would probably get the edge to the Browns with a running game, but Carolina does have some nice running backs. And we'll see if Baker Mayfield has that chip on his shoulder, but I'm going to go Carolina 19, Cleveland 16 for the win for the Panthers, but we'll see. Indianapolis at Houston. So now we have Matty Ice coming over from the Falcons to the Colts and go against the Houston Texans. And I don't know if the Texans have a lot of high hopes for this year, but I'm sure with the draft picks and things like that that they've received from other teams, you know, they feel like the best years are ahead of them. And they have the Deshaun Watson situation behind them. But in this game, I'm going to go Colts 28, Houston Texans 26. And it's Jacksonville at Washington Commanders. Now, Washington Commanders may actually be a pretty decent, pretty good team this year. They have a nice coach in place, decent quarterback in from Wentz if he can stay healthy and if he doesn't make any ill-advised passes too many. Also, they have nice receivers in place. Jacksonville Jags, how will the young quarterback progress in his second year with his new head coach, new system, new style? And this game, I'm going to go Washington Commanders 31, Jacksonville 21 with the victory for the Commanders. Then we have New England Patriots. Now with Mac Jones leading the offense in his second year, and who's the play caller? Who knows? <laughs> and who's the offensive coordinator? Nobody's telling. And who's the defensive coordinator? You know who. But the Patriots always find some way to be mysterious or something about something, even if it was putting players on a practice field with all the same number or something, or all different numbers. But in this game, the Miami Dolphins are a well-known foe. But now the Miami Dolphins have some new acquisitions, such as Tyreek Hill. It's going to change the dynamics to the offense in the game. So how aggressive will the Dolphins be? And how accurate will Tua be with all the hype 
coming from his receivers. He's the most accurate quarterback I ever had and things of that nature. <laughs> we'll see when the game is live. We'll see how things are when that happens. But how will the Dolphins attack that Patriot defense when, you know, Belichick is definitely going to try to fool Tua into seeing something different with the coverage or something of that nature. Or they're going to try to take away your best play or double team him. But they have a lot of nice weapons in that Dolphins offense. Will Tua be able to get it to them? We'll see. And how will Mac Jones do against that Dolphins defense, one of the most solid defense, solid defenses in the league? In this game, I'm going to say Dolphins 27 over the past we'll score. Pats 24, Dolphins 27. But we'll see. Then we have New Orleans going to take on the Atlanta Falcons. Falcons now with new quarterback under center coming over from the Raiders. Marquise, no. And then we have the New Orleans Saints now with Jameis Winston at the helm. How will the Saints be with the return of Michael Thomas and other new receivers? What will the situation be with the running back? For his situation off the field, how will how will all the other pieces come into the fold now that Sean Payton is not there? What kind of offense will they run? What will it look like? Or will they just continue with the same playbook and strategies and techniques and things they've been doing before? But Saints definitely have a solid defense as well with nice offensive weapons and potential usually one of the more high-powered, high-scoring offenses. But we'll see it, where they are without Sean Payton. Or maybe they just pick right off where they left off at. And then we have Atlanta Falcons, now with new quarterback play, and also a rookie quarterback. Probably, possibly, most likely rebuilding, but we'll see how things turn out for them. I have New Orleans 33 over the Falcons 17. Then we have Philadelphia Eagles with lots of new weapons, and a very strong upside for the season with the quarterback play of Hurts coming along, the new acquisition of A.J. Brown to go along with Smith. And the offense looks looks it's very explosive on paper. And how is it going to translate when it's game time? And what is it going to look like? And will Hurts be able to execute and hit his guys on target deep or shallow or in between? We'll see. And then with the Detroit Lions, it's one of those teams that you never know what you really expect sometimes, but we'll see. But I'm going to go Philly 34, Detroit 24, win for the Eagles. And then we have Pittsburgh at Cincinnati, a division rivalry. Pittsburgh, known for their solid defense, have the, the young running back coming into, coming into play, definitely bringing in new quarterbacks to compete and most, most likely, they've already decided on who's going to be the starting quarterback. But who's to say if he isn't replaced or who they end up going with that quarterback? But there have already been some rumors about trading their backup quarterback, so maybe they have decided on the player that they've chosen for now. And also... When it comes to the Cincinnati Bengals, how will they how will they attack that Pittsburgh Steelers defense? Or will the Pittsburgh Steelers key on 
chase the receiver and try to double team him and take him out of the game. But in this game, I think it's going to be a grinded out game. It's going to be Steelers 24 over the Bengals 23, but we'll see. And we have San Fran coming to take on the Chicago Bears. And San Fran, known for their nice running game, nice running style, lots of hands off, mixed direction. Also, Debo Samuel, one of the most explosive receivers slash running backs in the league, can do it all. Going up against the Chicago Bears defense with Roquan Smith and many others. Also, the the ascension and the progression of Fields as he gets another year as the starting quarterback of the Bears. How will he perform? Will he become more mobile or be more of a running quarterback? Or will he focus more on passing? Will they let him use some of his talents and abilities? Or will he be more reserved and try to minimize injury or risk or fumbles? We'll see. Then we have that game, 16 for San Fran and 17 for the Bears with a close win, Chicago beating San Fran, 17-16. And then we have the Green Bay Packers taking on the Minnesota Vikings. And we already heard, we already heard of, of Rodgers going after the young receivers who don't know, maybe they don't know all the plays and everything. Hopefully they did not rub them the wrong way because they know he wants perfection. And, you know, he's going to try to get the best out of his players, especially with the loss of his favorite receiver, star receiver, Adams, going away to Las Vegas Raiders. You know, it definitely hurt him, but he has to try to get those younger receivers to come along, so we'll see. He's really put them on blast. And then we have the Minnesota Vikings, who have their nice running back and also decent quarterback in Cook and Cousins. What would the Vikings be like this year on defense? We'll see. But this game, with the Vikings at home, I'm giving them the slight edge over the over the Packers with a score of Minnesota 28, Green Bay 26. And we have one of the more explosive matchups in Week 1, the Kansas City Chiefs at the Arizona Cardinals. This game features two of the youngest star quarterbacks doing their thing in the league with Kyler Murray. And also Patrick Mahomes. We have nice coaching play. We have nice star receivers, especially now with the Chiefs. You don't know who's going to be the go-to guy with so many different weapons. Maybe the plan is for Mahomes to just spread the ball around, a la Brady, as he used to do. Just whoever's open, don't force anything downfield unless you know you have it. But you know Pat Mahomes like to take the risk every now and then. Uh, you know that. So we'll see. Then we have the Cardinals with Kyler Murray getting that new deal with the so-called homework clause where the team was going to make him study film for a certain amount of weeks until the word got out. And then they had to take it out of his contract. And he act like he was disgusted by it, but he signed the contract. <laughs> and then when they had the three-season games, they, they had him calling the play. So that was good exercise for him. And it showed that he knows the game. He knows the plays in the in the playbook. Unless he's just calling the only plays that he knows. <laughs> but no, nah, I'm just joking. And when it comes to the Kansas City Chiefs at the Arizona Cardinals, I think Kansas City lost a lot when they lost Tyron Matthew. And we'll see how that deep, how that back end is 
when it comes to that defense. I'm going to go Arizona getting a close win, 31 over the Chiefs, 29. We'll see. And then when it comes to the Vegas Raiders at the Los Angeles Chargers, I think the Chargers are going to squeak by the Raiders in a high-scoring game. Chargers 33 over the Vegas Raiders, 31. And when the New York Giants take on the Tennessee Titans, I believe Tennessee will be able to show low down at New York Giants offense and get the yardage and first downs they need for a close game, 23 Tennessee, New York Giants 16. And then we have Tampa Bay at Dallas. And you know, Tampa Bay at Dallas is two of the most hyped teams in the league. Tampa Bay with Brady and the way they came and won a Super Bowl when he first got there. Last year didn't end the way they wanted to. And then there was the retirement and then coming back. And then the hiatus during training camp when that I didn't know where he was. But supposedly he was filming the mass singing, supposedly. Allegedly. But who knows? <laughs> Maybe he was just taking a vacation, a sabbatical. And when it comes to Tampa Bay, they have so many weapons. And they'll be able to spread the ball around, definitely. When it comes to Dallas, we know Dak is going to do his thing. How will Zeke be as he gets older? Body takes more damage, more hits. Will he be able to try to recapture some of his younger form and explosiveness? Or has he began to go into decline? We'll see. And will the opposing teams just key on CeeDee Lamb as the star receiver and double him or put him in a, a, a zone? Because they know the ball is going to be forced to him. We'll see. But I take Tampa Bay 31 over the Dallas Cowboys. Excuse me. Tampa Bay 38 over the Dallas Cowboys 31. In a high scoring affair. And in the Monday night game. The week one season finale. We have Denver at Seattle. Denver at Seattle is a ratings. Uh, a ratings should be maybe a ratings bonanza. With Russell Wilson returning. To his old stomping grounds where he was the man at quarterback and took the team to the Super Bowls and deep in the playoffs. And also, the team may have began more leaning on the defense, but as he progressed as a quarterback and as a player, it began more to be more oriented around him. But they didn't always sustain that top-level defense, and a lot of their running backs used to get hurt a lot as well. And now with Denver Broncos, he's going to the nice situation. A team that wanted him, a team with people already in place as far as nice star athletes, young receivers, solid defense. So in this game, I do believe the Denver Broncos will defeat the Seattle Seahawks with a final score of Denver 30, Seattle 19. And this concludes another episode of the Rob U Sports 2 Show. Don't forget to like comment, subscribe, be blessed, and I'll see you on the next. Enjoy the games.